Hello, and welcome to the New Testament in a Year. I'm Sean Bailey, and this is Day 6. We are journeying through Mark chapter 6 today. So, grab your Bible if you can, listen closely if you will, and let's read God's Word together. So Mark chapter 6 unfolds this sequence of events in the life of Jesus. In chapter 6, we see his teaching, his amazing miracles that he performs, and this very significant moment when he sends out the twelve on a mission. It's a chapter that just lays out the depth of Jesus' ministry and the impact that it has on both his disciples and the crowds. So when we start reading in a moment, the chapter is going to open up with Jesus returning to his hometown of Nazareth. And he'll be teaching in the synagogue. However, the familiarity of the residents knowing Jesus before he began his ministry doesn't lead to his acceptance. We're going to see the challenges that Jesus faces and the lessons that we can draw from it and how he responds. As the story unfolds, we're going to witness the miraculous feeding of the 5,000. This powerful display of Jesus' compassion and his ability to meet the needs of the multitudes. The chapter will then wrap up with this symbolic act and that great famous act that so many know of the walking on the, on the water by Jesus this just clarifies to us that he has authority over everything even the natural elements so now that we've kind of taken a glimpse on what we're about to read let's, let's read it together here it is Mark chapter 6, starting in verse 1. He left there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. Where did this man get these things, they said, and what is this wisdom that's been given to him? And how are these miracles performed by his hands? Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And aren't his sisters here with us? So they were offended by him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his household. He was not able to do a miracle there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. He was amazed at their unbelief. He was going around the villages teaching. Well, he summoned the twelve and began to send them out in pairs and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the road except a staff, no bread, no traveling bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not put on an extra shirt. He said to them, Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that place. If any place does not welcome you or listen to you, when you leave there, shake the dust off your feet 
is a testimony against them. And so they went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons, anointed many sick people with oil, and healed them. Verse 14. King Herod heard about it because Jesus' name had become well known. Some said, John the Baptist has been raised from the dead, and that's why his miraculous powers are at work in him. But others said, he's Elijah. Still others said, he's a prophet, like one of the prophets from long ago. When Herod heard of it, he said, John, the one I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had given orders to arrest John and chain him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. John had been telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias held a grudge against him and wanted to kill him, but she could not because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing he was a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard him, he would be very perplexed and yet liked to listen to him. An opportune time came on his birthday when Herod gave a banquet for his nobles, military commanders, and the leading men of Galilee. When Herodias' own daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. The king said to the girl, Ask me whatever you want, and I'll give it to you. Well, he promised her with an oath, Whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What should I ask for? John the Baptist's head, she said. At once she hurried to the king and said, I want you to give me the... I want you to give me John the Baptist's head on a platter immediately. Although the king was deeply distressed because of his oaths and the guests, he did not want to refuse her. The king immediately sent for an executioner and commanded him to bring John's head. So he went and beheaded him in prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. When John's disciples heard about it, they came and removed his corpse and placed it in a tomb. Verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away by yourselves to a remote place and rest for a while. For many people were coming and going and they didn't, did not even have time to eat. So they went away in the boat by themselves to a remote place. But many saw them leaving and recognized them, and they ran on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Then he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples approached him and said, This place is deserted, and it is already late. Send them away so they can go in the surrounding countryside and villages to buy something to eat. You give them something to eat. Jesus responded. They said to him, Should we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he instructed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. He took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up, to looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke the loaves. 
he kept giving them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among, among them all. Everyone ate and was satisfied. They picked up 12 baskets full of, pe- full of pieces of bread and fish. Now those who had eaten the loaves were 5,000 men. Verse 45. Immediately he made his disciples get in the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, to, the Be- to Bethsaida. When he dismissed the crowd. After, after he said goodbye to them, he went away to the mountain to pray. Well into the night, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he alone was on the land. He saw them straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Very early in the morning, he came toward them, walking on the sea, and wanted to pass by them. When they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately, he spoke to them and said, Have courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. They were completely astounded, because they had not understood about the loaves. Instead, their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to the shore of the Genesaret and anchored there. When they got out of the boat, people immediately recognized them. They hurried throughout the region and began to carry the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he went, into villages, towns, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch just the end of his rope, and everyone who touched it was healed. That was Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 56. What an incredible chapter. Let's take a moment now to reflect on what we just read. Thinking about the reading is in Mark chapter 6. We see Jesus as he begins to navigate the many different ways that humans respond to his message. Think about this. Even his experience in Nazareth, his home, it reminds us that Even the transformative power of the gospel with miracles that can be witnessed, it may face resistance in the most familiar places. The people that we know the most, the ones that we want to share the gospel with most, seem to allow our past, what they used to know about us, to be a barrier. It was for Jesus. But Jesus didn't allow that barrier his past, what they thought they knew of him and their limitations they put on him to prevent him from teaching. What a great example that is for us to continue in spite of the barriers and in spite of those that may try to block us and deny us that we continue to live out our faith and to share the truth with all those around us. Let's think about how Jesus fed the 5,000. That amazing miracle reminds us that Jesus is the provider, that 
regardless of what insufficiencies we have, regardless of the shortcomings we have, the trials we're going through, the emptiness we may feel, Jesus will always meet that and exceed that with his great abundance. Trust in that today. As Jesus sent out the 12, he empowered his disciples to go and extend his ministry. This chapter invites us to examine our own response to Jesus. How are we receiving him? How are we trusting in his provision? And how are we embracing that role of carrying his message to the world? May the stories of Mark chapter 6 be ones that inspire us to grow in faith, to grow in compassion and, and commitment to the mission of Jesus. Thank you for joining me on this this reading through Mark chapter 6. I hope you found inspiration. I hope you found insight into the teachings and miracles of Jesus and found applications to inspire you to live more in a way that glorifies Him. Until tomorrow, I look forward to talking to you again. Have a great day and be blessed.